in a world, 1997. <laughs> do, 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 do you remember 97? <laughs> I hardly remember. I was going to say, like, so what was happening in 97 for me? I'm like, okay, so oh. I was 24. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was oh, an asshole. I was a were. terrible person. <laughs> Seriously, no joke. I was really confident. Yeah. And now all of that has been squeezed out of me. So <laughs> I'm much humbler than I was when in, in 97. But I, I can understand where like yeah. the protagonist, who we're he not is. going to reveal just yet, no. got his cockiness from. That's 97 right. was the year of just like- Of cock. Cock rock. <laughs> tight so. pants and, and tighter attitudes. That's, that's right. Speaking of tight attitudes- Welcome to Get Your Shine Box. Whoa, is it an advice show? No. Is it a movie review show? Uh, no. Oh, what yeah. is it? Well, it's a couple of bros, yep. you know, who um, have a, a quiet tolerance for one another and have decided- <sighs> Is it really quiet? <laughs> Seems like it's getting more vocal as time goes it, on. It is. Okay, it is. perfect. Yeah. But uh, two brothers that uh, grew up watching movies uh, and are relating those movies to how we are parenting nowadays. Yep. So we're just, we're making observations. Hey- we're just asking questions. We're Tucker Carlson again. Oh, that's it. We're <laughs> looking for the gotcha moments in life to present themselves. That <laughs> ah, fucking bow tied. Fucking bow tied. Hey, mediocrity. You, yeah, what's going did on? Did you see, um, oh, what is that? Uh, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio, Jay Lawrence uh, film about the meteor. Do you know the one? Oh, yes. Don't uh, look up. Yeah. There's a, a like a, a Tucker Carlson-esque? Yeah, a pundit there. Uh, and I can't remember her name, but that's her catchphrase. She'll be like, you know, is our are our borders being overrun by illegal immigrants that are looking to steal your job? I'm just asking questions. <laughs> that qualifier oh, is the God. funniest thing in the world. It's amazing. I love it. So it's, it's true. I mean, yeah. whatever. We're not going to go into the uh, media, the no. current state of the media. I mean, now that- no. Canada has got their own bills that are protecting us from having any Canadian news projected out through <gasps> social media. We're just living in a bubble. Oh my God. And Facebook what? loves rubbing what that is in your happening face. Right now? Right? No, I'm hey, we'd like to show you this, but Canadian Facebook won't let us. Yeah. What's the emoji you would select to show your disappointment <laughs> at this point? Like peach blah, eggplant. Blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, what is that? Horny face, mm. like monkey feces? Some monkey feces. That's it. Is the, uh, is the appropriate emoji. There it is. So, hey, uh, yeah. before we get into the film, mm -hmm. tell me about your week. Oh, well, uh, let's have a little chit-chat about my week. <laughs> let's, tell me we? about the last two days. Let's get more <laughs> specific there. Uh, so we- This uh, is kind of a good news, bad news story. This is a good news, bad news. So it's interesting. Um, so our, our, our father, um, who art in heaven, no, he isn't. No, he's here. Oh he's my fine. God. He's fine. He watches the show. Yeah. He listens to the show. That's right. He so, uses his eye ears. <laughs> so he, um, he had- to, <laughs> and this is an ism. I think he'll be okay with us kind of poking fun at this, but essentially um, he, he, he agreed. He's been looking after a friend of the family. Yes. That this is, is actually essentially, something really nice that he's done. It is. Yeah. And this, this friend of the family has essentially been abandoned by his own family in a sense. Uh, a little well, bit. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, sort of it, it's of. more like his family, his immediate family has passed away. Yes. But his, he's kind of just like more. Uh, kind of peripheral family doesn't want to really assist in this, and so yeah. he's at a state where he needs to he needs full care. Yep. Yeah, because he's he's struggling and and uh, wasn't able shouldn't be driving, but he is. No. Stuff like that, and so uh, Pop helped move him into a an assisted living home. Yeah, and advocated for him too yeah. when like he was about to be charged for extra rent and, yeah. and kind of these other like 
surrogate charges that people were just trying to impose on them because they sort of probably felt they could get away with it. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So dad's been a great advocate for him. Yep. Uh, this, this fella um, needs it. And so wonderful that that's happening. Um, and so he moved him in and then uh, dad kind of rings us up and he says, well, first it started with, uh, <laughs> hey, I need you on Sunday because uh, we're going to move this individual into this new Did you home. go for this? Were no. you were there on Sunday? Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Because what he did was he did actually did it on Friday. Oh. Yeah, he on Friday, he's like, oh, actually, we did it. We're done. We we moved him in on <laughs> right. Friday. This is what I'd heard too. Like, yeah. everything is done. Yeah. He's all moved in. And we're like, oh. Oh, so wonderful. And I was like, holy shit, good for you. Because, you know, yeah. dad's got some mobility stuff. Like, yeah. he's not the most, like, you know, his mm-hmm. knees are a little bit messed up. And he's, yeah. he uses a cane. So for him to have gone ahead mm-hmm. and actually done all of this, I'm like, Holy dad, good for you. Like this is, yeah. it's, I was actually really impressed. Yeah, same. So, uh, so that's that. And then um, a couple of days later, he gives us a ring and says, um, oh, but uh, there's, there's a few items left in his apartment and we're going to donate them. So, which is actually really nice. Again. Because who does it go to? Nice. It's going to Ukrainian refugees. Here yes. In Edmonton, which yes. Is, again, you cannot argue with. No, my God. Yeah. So, so pop, uh, he, he says, hey, so what we're going to do is, we're going to load up the trucks and we're going to bring them to a friend of ours, just, uh, literally down the road, and then we're going to store it there. Right. And, and it'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, okay, easy peasy. Yeah, sure. So, How long do you think in your mind when you're estimating this? Okay. What's, what's well, the time frame? So this is the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. So Pop has the ability to bloat or underassume, I guess. I don't know how you would phrase that, time frames. Oh, he just he underestimates it. Yeah, like, but like drastically. <laughs> yeah like, it's gonna be five minutes honestly you guys five minutes come on five well, minutes and you're like oh later. you're right I, I, I can't argue with five minutes yeah. i mean that doesn't seem like a lot of time yeah that's a lie yeah it's a bald face lie, bald face lie. Yeah. so so we rock up and um you know uh they're in the midst of cleaning the apartment and uh moving some stuff in and- as a side note Dad's friends, well, our friends too, Pete and Deb, oh, are already sh- there and they they are so selfless. Like while yeah. we are bitching and complaining know, about this, they're just like, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah. their pathway to heaven is so fucking clear. Oh. And we are just like flirting with like Seriously. purgatory, like best case scenario purgatory. Me anyway. Like yeah, you. me too. Oh, oh me too. But, and, and literally like they had just come home from like some kind of like humanitarian work in Nicaragua or something. Oh, seriously. They're you dodging know. bullets in like- yeah. Some sort of like, I don't know, contested corridor, but somehow yeah. they're like, Hey, let's clean up some stinky old man's house. They, they are selfless yeah. in, in the most amazing, Saint they are amazing. St. Peter. Pete, yeah. And sister Deb. Uh, well, she did mother Dallas, Deb. right? Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> I don't oh. Know. yeah. Like mother Teresa. Oh, exactly. Uh, so, um, they're there and, and then, uh, we rock up and dad says, and this is the funny thing, actually, we never got the good news. He goes, you want the good news or the bad news, right? And we're like, oh, uh, the, I, I think I actually- Are we already at the bad news? Yeah, like, I, I just I like, did. I was like, I said, I, it's all bad news right now. So just go for it. Like, yeah. rip the bandaid off. And I think I actually said good news, but he went, okay, bad news is we actually have to take this to the south side of the city. So wait a minute. What was the, we never did get the good news. You're right. No, there was no good news. No. <laughs> Liar. J'accuse. J'accuse. Yeah. Uh, no. So, so we didn't get the good news. No. So he went, um, yeah, I need you guys to uh, take it to the south side there. And uh, that's that tax on at least another two hours to the well, endeavor. At least because it's thirty minutes there and thirty minutes back. Okay, so this is let's, rush let's, hour. Let, no, okay. no, but let's just say it's an hour to drive. If you had someone at the other end to help you unload, no, there's no way it's an hour. 
There, it was sure. 45 minutes there. There's so much construction on the ring road. I'm just saying, if you're doing rough estimates, you're like, okay, this is going to take us an hour to clean up mm. this place and then drop it mm. off at Pete's. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's the hour that I'm prepared to devote to this. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, okay, well, a little bit of change of plans. Yeah. We're going to go to the south side. I'm like, okay, fuck, okay, this sucks. Uh, but okay, at least it's only one more hour because we'll get there. Yeah. And these very thankful folk are going to help us out. They're, yeah, they'll they'll be there and and... And again, not to assume yeah, anything, because look, they just came from like war-torn Ukraine. <laughs> like their life is shit. If they're there by themselves and they've got all their limbs, like they're, yeah. this is a blessing. We are so, not going to win in this story. No, no. <laughs> so we let's are, just, let's so just establish we now, talking, we are not the protagonists no, in this story. Oh God. <laughs> we're just like, again, trying to get out of minimum purgatory, if yeah. not straight to hell. Yeah. So, exactly, okay, keep going. Exactly. So um, we load up, and you're right, the load up takes, oh my God, what like... An hour and a bit. Oh, yeah. And it, there's a funk. Yeah, there is a funk. So this poor guy, the guy who is um, put into the assisted living place, yep. uh, he he's at a stage where everything <sighs> is just bad. So not Alzheimer's yet, yeah, but a but, very late stage dementia. Yeah. Like he's well on the path. So there is, and he had pets, and so there is so much urine. <laughs> no, that's place. not pet urine. Oh. No. Okay. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a mixture. There's a... <laughs> Column A, column B. Let's just say a lot of fluids. A lot of fluids. Yeah. Yeah. Of various sorts. And so um, we load up and then we we take off and zip over to uh, the south side. South side. Yeah. South side. You know what? To spice it up, we listened to a little uh, Strike Force. Oh, yeah. This was really good, actually. It was pretty fun. That's it. That's it. Our probably our main competitors (laughs) in the podcast world. (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? Like, so. They they are five incredibly funny, funny folk, guys, but yeah. and I I said this to you earlier before we started recording. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's so much that goes into the writing and sort of the lead ups and the setups yeah. to kind of make these things work. And the rehearsals, you can tell what there's like, for better or for worse. Yeah, we don't do any practice before we do our podcast. We just oh, kind of wing no. it. It's the bare minimum effort. Like you <laughs> listen to our our friends, the um the three geeky dads. Yeah, they they write their intros. What? They do. No wonder they're, it's so good. Their intros are written yeah. and they actually do a lot of pre-work. Like they, there's like categories to the films and Hello, stuff. Hello, so. Mr. Fancy Pants. I know, like They're right? just yeah. showboat. <laughs> you ain't leading t- two things right now, Jack and shit. Well, that's us. Yeah. Like, well, Jack just left town. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we rock over and uh, we show up and there's two, as, as far as the, the, uh, the move crew, there's two very elderly people. Oh, yeah. They're, they're selectively like, deciding what they yeah. will and won't keep yeah. after we've loaded all this fucking shit up. <laughs> I know. And they're like, oh, great. It's just us. Here comes the muscle. Like, and like, oh, I just felt my muscle explode in my temple. Yeah. So another hour lo- unloading and, yeah. and bringing into the, like this apartment. And again, we are not the protagonist here. No. We, are, we, we have no right to complain, but we're complaining anyway. Yep. Um, but so we, we load these people up and then we zip back. And so I think we got there at four and got home at seven around there. Yeah. No, we got to like, uh, Randy's place is the, yeah. the gentleman we were helping yeah. to clear out his apartment. So four 30, mm. cause you picked me up and I had to go pick up my kids. Mm-hmm. So it was get up at 5 a.m., yeah. uh, work <laughs> at like seven ish yeah. after like kind of loading up all the kids. Work from seven o'clock till four thirty, uh, or sorry, four o'clock. Drop one kid off, pick another kid up. You pick me up. We go to do this thing. Yeah. Three hours later, come home, and then uh, and this, of course, Laura's never ever once listened to the podcast. So I'm very happy to say 
that whenever she is sick, she's the worst. <laughs> like she's just this big, no, sorry. Let me take that word back. She's not big. Cause that's going to get me killed. She's just a very unhappy, sorrowful human when she's sick. Yeah. Like generally speaking, she's the most resilient person I know. Yeah. She is tough as nails. She's yeah. super analytical. She's very thoughtful and logical. And I'm like, oh my God, like I am a dullard compared to her. Yeah. But not when she's sick. He's just like a big emotional, like, <laughs> I don't know, rocket back. Like she's just yeah. like missiles are firing everywhere. She's completely like sorrowful and miserable. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to go see Tristan. Cause yesterday what I really wanted to do, cause yeah. you'd mentioned it was let's go toast. Gord Downey. Yeah. So Gord Downey, lead singer of the Tragically Hip, For died. Canadians. Yeah. Died yesterday, six, well, uh, six years ago. Yesterday. Six years ago yesterday, yeah. kind of thing. And um, the hip has always been like a very um, important band in, in my music kind oh, of uh, education. Well, so we went to go see that farewell concert together. Oh, like we God, were there and with, with friends, of course. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It was, it was big. It was emotional. And so yeah. it's, and we, create our own holidays all the time. Like St. Paxton's day is like a thing <laughs> or, you know, we make up days just to kind of celebrate. Like we've, yeah. you know, uh, May the 4th, like, yeah. So anyway, to do something for someone who is significant in their lives, is True. not out of character, but yeah. But these selfish Ukrainians. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then my poor suffering wife, <laughs> like, my God, you cannot paint a more selfish picture of your, ourselves in this scenario. So at any rate, anyway. I wasn't able to connect to do recording yeah. last night. And so now yeah. we're doing it today. Exactly. And this is, uh, and I, don't, I don't mind see. saying yeah. Yeah, go ahead. that this is a re-record. Oh, we actually do have a, a bar. We we set a bar where it's low. <laughs> but How <laughs> shitty does it have to be when we go to re-record levels? Yeah. We we have. Do you to feel do like this. the last one was that bad? It wasn't that bad. It was just short and it just it didn't have the oomph. I feel okay. I feel a little more motivated now. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I've had like uh, uh some alcohol before I got here because I had a work related supper. Oh, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm definitely not loaded, but um, I'm a little loose. Yeah, I'm a little loosey goosey too. Okay, so um, what was it? The glue? It was the glue. You it, picked the wrong week to stop <laughs> sniffing it. I was looking at that film. Oh, actually, and, we should. And, uh, that's problem, a good one. Yeah, yeah, the problem is you can't make a. We can't do make jokes about that's it. A, show that's about a jokes. top secret. That's the top idea, secret. Like, right? That's just, how we imploded. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We got to get back. Yeah, we went back anyway. Um, What's the film this week? So the film this week <laughs> after that really long segue about yeah, how our weeks yeah. went because we didn't have to do separate ones because we yeah. had that collective shared experience. That's right. So uh, the film this week, I uh, so love this film. Uh, another um, John Carpenter staple. We love this uh, much more than They Live. Uh, <laughs> we talk about triggering sometimes. I know. Uh, and I have a trigger about They Live. Mm-hmm. I don't, actually. I really love that film. It just wasn't yeah. the right movie at the right time. It wasn't the right movie at the right time. And, yeah. and uh, Mark, uh, our buddy from Three Kiki Dads, he gives a shit about that because he, he loves Carpenter. Look, I love Mark, yeah. but I hate that film. <laughs> I don't. I do. Look, it's, no, it's a great it's a film. film. It was just kind of like, yeah. and we talked about this in the original record, and now I'm going to bring it back up in the re-record, is it just at the time I had such rose colored glasses about it. Like yeah, I, yeah. I really loved that film at the time yeah. that I was like, Oh, this is so poignant. And that fight between Roddy Piper. Oh, it's legendary. Uh, and oh, it's Keith David. Keith David. Just, so it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, just in my mind, that was at the time, the only redeemable part of the film. And so I was just, I don't know. I was like, yeah. where's the other parts that I really enjoyed. It, yeah. it just, it didn't surface at the time. That's it. 
That's, That's fine. So we we chose another Carpenter film. Yeah. Uh, another great one, uh, Escape from New York. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And so, you know, um, this is a great departure for Kurt Russell because yes. before this, he'd done a lot of Disney. He was yeah. very, like, you know, kind of wholesome. That's right. And I think he worked very hard to go against type. Yes. And he was not the first pick for this film. No, he yeah. wasn't. No, 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 no. He, um, uh, was it Clint Eastwood? No. Yeah. So it was more like... Um, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Yeah. They wanted yeah. guys who had more of this sort of tough guy image. Yeah. It was more natural for them. Yeah. And I think he sort of fed against type, which mm-hmm. actually is always interesting. It's mm-hmm. like when comedic actors do something dramatic yeah. and you can kind of see like, you know, this isn't you, yeah. but I love what you're doing here because it's just, it kind of works against their basic instincts. Yeah. Let's talk about basic instinct. That's it. No kidding. About when, the beaver. When does the snake, Pliskin, show the, yeah. <laughs> when he uncrosses his, uh. Oh, yeah. oh God. Those leather pants, they're crotchless. <laughs> The snake. That's That's going to be the porn porn version of this, of course. (laughs) I'm going to shed my skin. Call me snake. (laughs) Oh, my God. So. Escape uh, from New Pork? Yeah. (laughs) How long do we got? Nude pork? Oh, so. uh, Steady. (laughs) Hold on. I've got a whole tangent based on this now. Okay. You've got. uh, So this isn't like a long film necessarily. It's about hour and 40. Yeah. So I'm going to give you. One, no, four minutes. Four minutes. Four minutes. Yeah, you know what? I can talk about four films in four minutes. All right, then, fine. You've got 45 seconds. (laughs) I've been waiting 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, So, okay. So, 45 seconds. Yep. All right. Yep. So, we begin with a voiceover. Uh, and some graphics. It tells us that it is the year 1997. And Correct. that World War Three is nearing its end. Oh, and the crime rate's at 400%. 400% crime. What was the baseline? <laughs> Where did that start from? Do you remember, like, again, in 97? I yeah. don't know. Like, it was pretty crimey. I guess. When it's, was it, the... Um, it's the, the Bush White House? Yeah. The... the um, the, the L.A. riots after that oh, one African-American... Uh, Rodney, Rodney King, King, yeah, yeah. was that that was in the nineties, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. and OJ and like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. part of the four hundred percent. It's like <laughs> more white Broncos are on the road than have ever been out before, and the cops are just kind of counting that as like, well, we deployed this many cops, yeah. so the roads by, are by percentages, yeah, exactly. With white Broncos, that's it. Well, you got you. Oh wow, I was about to go down a road. I oh, should have. Yeah. Okay. So look. Uh, go on. Yeah. So they talk about the fact that um, the Soviets gas attacked the United States. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Oh my God. This is like Putin's wet dream that you oh, just seriously. described right now. Like it I'm is. sure he would love that if yeah. he could like gas the U.S. This is his manifesto. Weirdly. Oh, I know. Um, it's so when he's like out of Dutch ovening his wife in bed or his mistress. <laughs> like I just gassed the U.S. No kidding. <laughs> and Russia, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Putin gas you. <laughs> so, uh, what they did was they took, um, I think it's Manhattan, the island of Manhattan, That's and right. they erected a fifty foot wall around it. Yep, and they basically turned it into a prison island. Yep, uh, and the worst of the worst of the worst go there. And there's no guards inside, which is no. interesting. So it's all, they, they walk the perimeter. Yeah. They actually kind of at a distance too, because when you see Lee Van Cleef's like yeah. headquarters, yeah. they have to chop her in if That's they want right. to go and uh, approach. 
Yeah. So they've literally just sort of let it become like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, they destroyed all the bridges, so there's the only way in is either. Well, they didn't destroy it. They mined. Oh, it. they mined it. Sorry. Yeah. I think uh, yes, that's right. They mined the. Br- they put mines on the bridges. Uh, but that only um, the brain knows about. Oh yeah. Mm, Harry Dean. Yeah. So uh, they've also got guard towers, and they have um, you know helicopters that are kind of uh, circling the perimeter. Right. So yep. we also get to see. Um, two men in a makeshift raft. I'm not just reading this. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I no, it's exactly okay. Reading this, <laughs> no, for sure, it's okay. Like, yeah. so first off, there's a couple interesting thing that uh, yeah. John Carpenter throws back. Yeah. So, uh, just for some history, mm-hmm. this movie was not supposed to be made right away mm-hmm. in uh, John Carpenter's uh, repertoire. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be some other stuff. I think he wanted to do uh, uh, Precinct Thirteen, Sixteen, Sixteen, Thirteen. Oh, Escape from Precinct Thirteen. I can't remember. It's not Escape from. No, <laughs> everything's uh, escape from. Okay. Escape from the thing. Yeah. Uh, escape from they live. <laughs> you know, escape from Halloween. Oh. Um, but it, uh, yeah, sorry, precinct thirteen. Right. It is thirteen. Is it? Yeah. So, so yeah. based on the popularity of Halloween, Halloween they kind of moved yeah. this forward a little bit because yeah. they thought they had some chops. Yeah. He was going to focus on being a writer, not necessarily a director. Yes. Uh, and so a lot of this kind of got escalated a bit. But I know I love that Carpenter tends to stick with his people. Yeah. So, you know, again, we talked a little bit about Kurt Russell being part of this. Yes. But who does the voiceover for the robot? Or the, Jamie Lee Curtis. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice that you've got the Jamie Lee Curtis uh, voiceover, yeah. uh, which is interesting. Yeah. You're right. They've got that opening scene with the escape in progress. Yeah. Cops are lining the walls. The choppers yes. are flying in. Uh, hey, two ben idiots. Richards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It is a total Ben Richards. It's, it's very totally, much yeah. like a uh, total, to, total recall kind no, of feel. No, no, Running Man. Running Man. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then detain uh, Richards. And then you saw in the helicopter, Arnold Schwarzenegger got detained. They punched him out. I'll yep. see you in hell. Yeah. But again, like we did when we were talking about running man, like where's that camera? Yeah. Like it's just the cameraman's like filming it and then <laughs> it, it's edited. Like anyway, it's weird. Yeah. So you're right. So yeah. these two guys right across the water, missiles drop down, lights show up and then basically they blow these guys up. So yeah. effectively what they're suggesting is there is no escape yeah. from New York. Exactly. Or there is there. Or is there. Right. Um, cause the right man hasn't escaped right. yet. Call me snake. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, yeah, already like, like I think you said in the previous version of this podcast, um, or version of this, uh, episode, you said that, um, Carpenter's really good at uh, that commentary Yes, as to what's going on. And so yeah. that very much a commentary on, uh, where the United States was at that moment. And trust in you know, the presidency too. And yeah. that plays out later on. But yeah. I mean, I think he really very much wanted to lean into this idea that, you know mm-hmm. what, uh, presidents are human. They're not infallible. And yeah. there has always been this projection outward of, hey, look, this person's uh, sacrificing everything that is their own personal interest for the better of the country. Yeah, uh, They are these selfless humans who get appointed to these roles or, or elected into these roles. And this, mm-hmm. is, this is kind of what they do as a self-sacrifice. And what we learned from Nixon is he was very much a, a flawed individual. Oh, yeah. Self-serving. And, and... Yeah. And I mean, well, no spoilers. I mean, this is, you know, a pretty pretty relevant new movie. Yeah. But Donald Pleasance really reveals that same sort of selfishness, not selflessness yeah. at later on in the in the film. Yeah. And so this is, like, John Carpenter very much likes to sort of, you know, build in some satire and build in some commentary uh, in spite of all the action and everything else that's going on. That's right. It, it is all about the optics yeah. for the president. In this 100%. Stuff like that, yeah. So um, we we see, um, I think. Uh, uh, well, Pliskin pulls up. Pliskin pulls up in a uh, armored vehicle. Like they make a big production that he is. 
someone to be very cautious around. Like he has, uh, there's tons of guards. There's tons of people that are like um, <clears throat> protecting, uh, you know, very, I don't know how guardy. <laughs> well, yeah, here's the thing. He's a, he's a very dangerous individual. He like he's someone who is presumed dead. We get to hear yeah. this about 50 times in the film. Like, that's right. I thought you were dead. Yeah. Like, so obviously he's either someone who knows how to escape detection yeah. or he's very deadly. Yeah. Or he's someone who is kind of presumed dead and maybe they want to keep his death kind of a, like the present view in the public. Yeah. So they're obviously doing something to mask his presence. Yeah. And, and but, they, but he could not be more like, look at me. He's you know, in a sleeveless Yo, vest. Fuck yeah, that's not prison uniform. Like oh, unless no. prison in New York is like, you know, evolved in 1987. Like <laughs> I think his, his pants. Sorry, in 97, his his skin tight pants are also like snake skin, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah, uh, he's got the eye patch. Totally rocking the eye patch, the long mullet, and uh, he's so when just you get convicted, tough. do you get to choose your prison uniform? I like, guess so. Look, you're going to a place that's going to be totally fucked up. Like you're probably going to die, but Seriously. the one gift we're going to give you is go and deck yourself out like you're a Fortnite character. <gasps> Seriously, you get to choose. <laughs> I was going to say GTA, but Fortnite's nice. Uh, but that that's I'm trying a, to keep it relevant for the kids. Yeah, for the uh, yeah the Gen Z. Well, when our kids listen to this podcast, when we're dead, <laughs> hopefully they're like, oh yeah. I won't watch that film, but I do know mm -hmm. the reference. Uh, and so um, they they escort him in, and um, I think they they don't waste any time going over his credentials as well. Like they're like uh, all the things that he he is good at, like his service um, history, yeah. history, and all that kind of thing. So they already establish him as a badass. Totally, he is he is an absolute like force of nature. Yep. At the same time. The uh, we get to find out that Air Force One gets compromised. Correct. Well, they don't give it away right away. They're yeah. just sort of like there's a plane approaching. Yeah. Uh, David fourteen is kind of how it's known, but I mean I'm mm -hmm. Camp David. This is mm -hmm. a bit of an illusion. You can kind of tell where this is going. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, then if you're right. Effectively, almost immediately, it's like this is Air Force One. They're going down. We're going to crash. And who like the, there? It's a terrorist plot. Yeah. The soldiers of the National Liberation Front of America are doing this in the name of the workers. Yeah. So not only is crime up. But union, like, I don't know, applications? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, power of the union, like, we're going on strike in the yeah. president's plane. <laughs> and the strike is going to be striking the earth as yeah. we smash into the ground. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So the, the plane is sabotaged, and, uh, but they managed to eject the uh, Donald Pleasance, the president, right. in an egg. His, his pod is fucked. I know. Like this, there's no cushion. There's no like, if he lands in that thing, he yeah. is going to have a spinal injury. Like there's no question. Oh, he and is. And New York therapists, like yeah. back, like physio yeah. is not good. Yeah. There's no, per yeah, there's no insurance plans that will cover pod <laughs> so, breakage. Pod landing. Yeah. Um, so we, um, he, he's been ejected. He also straps a uh, briefcase, right. chains it to his wrist. Uh, there's obviously a very sensitive piece of information in right. that. Yep. Uh, we don't exactly find out what it is right away. No, but it's enough that Lee Van Cleef like sends yeah. his him and six choppers to go and retrieve. Like, it's, right. let's get the president and bring him back. So the the SWAT team hits the ground and they discover the egg and they see that it's been cracked open, <laughs> Humpty style. <laughs> I see what you did there. Nice. Yeah, but the yolks on them. <laughs> because oh, they wow. discover you, that the president is gone. Could you get me more alcohol and just <laughs> walk away? Yes. Okay. Very good. <laughs> but it's 30 no, in the morning. I, I need more. Okay. I need more rum. Uh, you do. I'm, just, I'm trying to make yeah. this more palatable. I know. 
Should I go get more rum? Uh, you can, but okay. uh, don't don't rush. We'll go, we'll get there. We can do a little pause. pause okay, pause. I'll get there in a minute. Um, so, yeah. but what's interesting is one yes. of the main characters now kind of introduces himself. That's I guess right. one of the main peripheral characters, and there's an ominous chuckle. Yes, and uh, I think your description of him was actually really adroit. Yeah. So, so a guy walks up. Yeah. He, also, too, this is another thing you pointed out, and I love that you can see these details because I'm always just like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> but uh, there's always a dumpster fire. Yes. 100%. There's 1,000% at least uh, a garbage can that is on yeah. fire, a dumpster that's on fire. Always. Like, who is maintaining these fucking fires in New yeah. York? Like, they don't pay taxes, yeah. but someone's on fire duty? Yeah. It's the only scalable startup that is just skyrocketing is dumpster maintenance. So what, fire what was the dragon's den of, <laughs> I've got, I've got this idea. Yeah. I'm going to start dumpster fires. Like what's, what's the remuneration for the dumpster fire management? Well, it's, it's the, it's a subscription. Oh, I see. Oh. So it's scalable. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. You thought um, this through. Oh yeah. The Duke pays a subscription base. He just lets it like roll over, you know, it's automatic renewal. And is he paying in chandeliers? <laughs> Like, I don't know what the currency is to manage this, but I mean, he's got those awesome ones on the front on of his, his car. Front but of his car. Fuck. It's genius. All right. Uh, so yeah, there's always dumpster fires, but in rocks kind of a roided up uh, evil Eddie. Right. From uh, Fright Night. Uh, and he, he starts off by saying, oh, Brewster, you're so cool. I can't stand <laughs> it. Uh, but he, he, um, he walks up very confident, very cocky. 100%. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. holding all the cards in his mind. Yeah, exactly. And he wanders up and uh, gives a little bow, and then he holds out a kerchief. And in the kerchief, uh, one of the SWAT team members discover that it is a finger. Yeah, and they and he says it's the president. It might have the presidential ring on it or something. It does, yeah. There's yeah. like a little bit of a signet ring or something. Yeah, and he says, you now have 40 seconds to leave or something like that. Yeah. And so uh, 30 seconds to leave. And so uh, they're like, but the president, we need to negotiate. He's like, 29. Yep. 28. And so all the SWAT team get into their helicopters and fuck off. Yep. Uh, I think one of them uh, is Chief of Security Remy, which is Tom Atkins. Oh. Yeah. Who is a staple of Carpenter as well. He's in all the uh, Halloween films. Right. right? Well, most of them. Right. Uh, And um, so again, we get to see a lot of like Carpenter regulars and stuff like that. So they fuck off. Yep. And they go back to the command center. The vice president calls. Yes. And he wants to talk to Lee Van Cleef. That's right. And so he just sort of says to him, like, what's what's our plan here? We need to get the president back because there's this important summit yeah. that's happening. Yeah. And we need the papers. Yeah. Get the papers. Get the papers. Get the papers. Get the papers. He's pre- vice times. president two times. <laughs> yeah. And Lee, he he can't hear because he's got so many diamond earrings in at the moment that he can't what hold the handset. What is going like in 97, <laughs> who's still wearing an earring? Like, don't get me wrong. I think there was still sort of like ear ornaments that were happening yeah. but it just it was very like it was pretty wild yeah it was yeah. not 97 it was like yeah. still se- 77 <laughs> when was this this film was made in what 79 oh that's a good question actually i don't it's know just, it's 79 or 80 i think it's kind yeah, of around yeah, that time but it was it was very much an 80s kind of like feel to yeah. his whatever there was no future thing trust yeah. me they did a lot of the future stuff with all the lights going on in the background of the control room Thank Please you. comment. Thank you. So we noticed this too is in the command center, the high tech bleeding edge technology command center has <laughs> got all these fucking like flashing lights that do nothing like panels and panels oh, of, so, of intermittent blinking lights yeah. like fucking Christmas. Someone glued like 2000 <laughs> Simons on the back of the wall and were just like, 
<laughs> like it's close encounters is happening as yeah. we're watching this movie like why is spielberg not suing the fuck out of carpenter for like you are taking my tech i don't know mantra and like yeah. exploding this outwards so and 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 yeah every time we're in any kind of high-tech center you you see that all these like useless flashing lights that do nothing like yeah. there is no rhyme or reason to these things do you need to know Morse code? Like, how do you like decipher what the fuck is happening yeah. with all these flashing lights? Like, there's no functional purpose. Like, no. it would be different if they spelled out words like "We love New York" or like uh, <laughs> "Show me your tits." But there's nothing. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, because th those are the two billboards that are synonymous <laughs> with New York. Yeah, uh, obviously. <laughs> I mean, having this New York Comic Con, and again, a, uh, a little shout out to the boys from uh, from Three Geeky Dads. But yeah, very jealous of your trip and. Oh. Uh, I, a, I, I'm assuming Times Square, all they do is say, like, show me your tits. Show me your tits. We love New York. It's on. Yeah, the Coca-Cola sign. Oh. Uh, did you see uh, Derek had a... Um, <gasps> he uh, had two a, of them. Yeah, one was with uh, Tim with Curry. Pal well, and Palm. Yeah. Like yeah. from uh, Guardians. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I don't. I, yeah. I did. I was like, these are uh, so awesome. Oh, Tim Curry. I know. I know. Can we do a Tim, Tim Curry film after this? Clue? Legend? Oh, not, not Clue. Clue's tough. Congo? But uh which one congo no no maybe uh yeah i don't know Le legend it? maybe yeah legend yeah. would be good legend would be good we should do legend all right let's yeah because then we can look at thomas cruise and laugh oh my god yeah all right keep going all right so, so go ahead so tell me about pliskin right at this point like so we know he's already been like uh yeah. kind of a, the most dangerous man on earth that's right who's presumed dead presumed alive killed everyone killed yeah. no one and now <laughs> The vice president has sort of tasked Lee Van Cleef with like, yes. okay, now pick up the president. We got to get this like summit off. Yeah. So now you're going to get like reintroduced to Pliskin. So tell me about that introduction for you. Oh, well, you know what? You need to send a maniac to deal with a maniac. Uh, and so we get to see Pliskin. Yeah. Um, and um, right away, he's, uh, he's tough as nails, right? Yep. They're like, all right, Pliskin, call me Snake. And uh, they, uh, Lee, Lee kind of tasks him to go and retrieve. You made a good point about this, though. And oh. movies at this time, yeah. why are they giving the person their credentials? Oh, like, yeah. He knows this shit already, but that's like, right. So, yeah. Snake Pliskin. Yeah. Two time of Purple Heart. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So they, he lists off his credentials yep. to him for some reason. Yep. Yeah. And Snake's like, I, I know this. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's me. Go like, on. I lived it. And, but he also sort of tells him like, you know what? We're yeah. still at war, Snake. And I mean, obviously he's a criminal now. He's given up on like any sort of military like, mm -hmm. obligation. He's mm -hmm. just like, I don't give a fuck about your war. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Like, why would you task this guy? There's obviously something they can well, offer him. Well, it's his skill set. Right. And they offer him um, freedom, essentially. Freedom. Yeah. yeah. I, I, amnesty? Freedom. Uh, and um, like... Like Braveheart freedom? <laughs> Basically. It's going to whip like the, I don't know, the snake at the ground. It's just like, <laughs> no. um, they, um, But they do. They offer him um, a pardon so that he can, uh, so he doesn't have to go to Manhattan. But right. the caveat is he has to go to Manhattan. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, he's got the skill set needed to go and confront the Duke right. and free the president. And he's on a time frame too. Like, because we know this, the timing for the conference is like very specific. That's right. So they give him 22 hours to get yeah. this done. I know that we talked about this in the, the pre-record, yeah. but what day do we watch this? Oh, on September 11th? 
Yes. Yes. And when do, where do they where does Snake have to land? He has to land in the um, trade towers. Yeah, the World Trade Center. Which yeah, yeah. Does not exist anymore. Doesn't exist anymore. So, he has to yeah land his ultra glide there. Yeah, it was it's, like it was actually uh, kind of relevant. Like yeah, you know, for us, I mean, I still remember a time when that was like a thing. Yeah. Because I re- I remember watching when it went down. Yeah. Uh, in school, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I was uh, in school too. Isn't that funny? I was yeah. in college at the time. You were in same. Um, I was taking a. a university course. Yeah, yeah. On like international politics Ooh. with a guy who actually had friends in the tower when it was Jeez. going down, and he was like, he broke. Wow. Like he literally collapsed on the floor, and he was like, "I have friends who just died. I need to leave." Mm. And we were just like watching the footage. I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Anyway, yeah, that was a very like, it was very poignant to watch someone actually use it like very banally, like. Oh yeah, I'll just land on that tower. Like, yeah. <laughs> who cares? It's good for nothing other than yeah, as a runway for my ultra glide. That's it, because he needed a, like a high point to then take off from. And when he escapes, yeah, from uh, New Jersey. Oh, wait a minute, L. <laughs> a. Oh, we're not we're not going there. Oh, Bruce Campbell. It's <sighs> so funny. Oh. When's the last time you saw that film? Oh, like a. 2000 years ago do you remember when when before the time of the dinosaurs yeah when snake and the um the surfer are surfing a, a tsunami through la no oh is you, the you surfer? gotta watch it again yeah oh, oh my okay God. We, it we'll, is, we'll take it back but it's something not it's not top of the list no. this is gonna be like when we get there so um so yeah so he's tasked to get him. He they they load him up with all sorts of guns and weapons and ammo. He's they get him two capsules in the arteries. Two capsules in the arteries that yep. will dissolve and become a charge. Unless he shows up 15 minutes before. Yeah. And they can neutralize it. They can neutralize it if he shows up 15 minutes before the deadline. One five. One five. That that'll come into play later. Yeah. So um they do that. Uh they give him um the most subtle wristwatch with a countdown on it. Oh my God. It was like. It's 90% of his forearm. Oh, seriously. <laughs> it was one of those like 1980s calculators. We t- I, honestly, it was so And, and big. immediately he was putting like 58008. Yeah. It, He's putting boobs. Immediately. <laughs> well, no, it was like the same as like in um, uh, Commando. Commando. Yeah. Yeah. The, boop, 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 boop. yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, so, so they arm him up and fly and he flies over to the World Trade Center. Yep. Uh, he lands there. And then he's got to make his way down. I think it's it's a rough landing too. It's not great. He kind of hits the great. edge of the World Trade Center yeah. when he's on the roof. Like yeah. so, that's kind of his stop again. Ooh, well, yeah, interesting. We can't confirm because it yeah. doesn't exist. That's right. Uh, so he makes his way down the building. I think there's there's like people even in that building still. Yep. So he's he already knows that he needs to be on guard. Yep. Turns so, on the power. That's right. Turns on the elevator. Yep. Makes his way down. Glider's intact. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, he kind of makes his way to the ground floor, sets up his weapon. He's got that gun with the massive silencer on it. Massive. I mean, you're in New York. You don't yeah. need to be quiet. Like the cops aren't coming. So yeah. go ahead and assassinate whoever the fuck you want. Yeah. There's no pressure there. Uh, so yes, they make their way down. Yep. Um, he's tracking. He's right. got a tracker for uh, the president. Yep. Yeah. And uh, makes his way into a uh, theater. theater. Right. This is yep. where the Velvets are playing. That's right. And uh, there's a homeless drunk guy that goes in and he kind of follows him in. And it's, you've mentioned this. This is that guy. Oh, it's Buck Flower. Buck Flower. Yeah. And who plays a drunk and everything. I think he's in. Um, he must Back actually be a drunk. He is. Yeah. Like his job is just to be drunk all the time. And people are like, hey, they are. I like, like you. Yeah. Hey, we need a drunk in this film. 
but but we need top shelf drunk. No kidding. Uh, yeah. I am a top shelf drunk because I love top sh- top shelf booze. That's it. Yeah, we'll pay is. you in booze, Buck. Right. So he goes in and he's kind of walking yeah. around and there's like this weird drag show that's going on with a bunch of dudes and I think they're yeah. just kind of like looking for any sort of entertainment in a world that is in a world in a world yeah, yeah. You know, where there's nothing else going going on that's and then a, like the writer strike well it's basically exactly <laughs> we get a lot of like reality TV right now oh, so much Ugh. Yeah. anyway um but then there's this one weirdo who's kind of watching the show and it turns out it's Ah, Ernest Borgnine. Right. Yeah. And we have a love of Ernest Borgnine oh. because of- uh, SCTV. SCTV. Uh, Second City TV. And- um, So this is a mostly Canadian program yeah. uh, that started off the careers of guys like Eugene Levy, John Candy, Candy uh, uh, Joe Flaherty, Rick, Rick Moranis, uh, Mark Short. Short. Yeah. yeah. Um, Andrea Martin, Catherine O'Hara. Correct. So, but but one of the yeah. most classic Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis, yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters and like a directing credits up mm-hmm. the wazoo. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the most famous impressions that Eugene Levy does in early days is yeah. an Ernest Borgnine, yeah, for a take on two thousand and one, yeah, uh, two thousand nine, yeah, a tr- flight to Venus, and it's just like <laughs> Ernest Borgnine is one of the pilots oh uh, trying to keep like um, uh, Art Garfunkel and, and Paul, Paul Simon, Simon in <laughs> check, where there's his other co-crew. And it's just like a lot of like, I'm going to get what's coming to me. He's just a primate. He's such a. so funny. But it's actually seems like Borgnine. Like Borgnine always seems like he's struggling with anything mentally (laughs) acute. Just (laughs) like he's dullard. That's it. Well, it's, it's because like evolutionary wise, he is still a primate. Um, so, so he, he plays, flings a lot of feces in this film. He does. So he plays Cabby. Yeah. And wh- why, why is Cabby included? Ah, in interestingly, like and this is a good yeah. point. The original script for Carpenter did not include any comedic elements. It yeah. was really dark and really heavy. Mm-hmm. And when people were reviewing the script, they were like, you know what? This is too much. So Cabby was an ad afterwards when, uh, Carpenter brought in kind of a, a friend from Halloween of all places mm-hmm. to bring a little bit more levity yeah. and, and humor into it. So, uh, Cabby was a post-creation. But yeah. but I think he plays like an awesome role. Yeah. Plus, not only is he humorous, but he's also like a source of tension because he's the first guy to fuck off when there's trouble. Oh yeah. Like he, he screws Snake at the first opportunity, and yet redeems himself. Yeah. In a couple of ways. That's right. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Keep going. So, um, Cabby notices Snake, and as Snake goes down and discovers that the president's signal is attached to Buck Flower. Yep. Uh, there's some people like kicking him. And stuff like that is yeah, there, like or... Cabby kind of says to Snake, "You don't want to yeah. go down there, Snake," but yeah. he goes down anyway. Yeah, and exactly like there, the one guy's getting the five guys are beating the shit out of him. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, turns out like uh, he's got the watch on him. He's, yeah, he's stolen it off the president, and so his tracking is all for naught. So, so, so he has Snake's, to start from scratch. Yeah, Snake doesn't know where to go, so he resurfaces, and then he gets accosted by crazies. Right. So, uh, individuals that live in the sewers, I believe. Yes. No. Yes. Not well, yet. Well, not yet. Sorry. Yeah. They're just like, uh, you know, uh, um, crazy, crazy people. Well, he, he comes across the egg. Yeah. So he gets a chance to kind of like, finds out exactly what he's looking for. He's looking for clues, sits down in the chair, you know, um, <laughs> but doesn't really get a lot of like information from it. No. And then, and then you're right. Then there's a tapping and then suddenly the sewer lids lift up and people yes. start to emerge from the ground. That's and right. then Snake has to come up with a contingency plan. Yeah, so he runs into a diner called right. the, um, where is it here? The uh, uh, Chock Full of Nuts. Chock diner. Full of Nuts, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 
So he heads to this chock full of Nets diner, but he discovers somebody's already kind of hiding in there. Yeah, it's either Cagney or Lacey. I can't yeah. remember who's who in this, but she, and she's instantly kind of like, one, recognizes who he is, although yeah. they've got no media, no television. No. So how the fuck are they supposed to know whether he's dead, alive, or how or long ago did this happen? Yeah. Who is he? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Anyway, it's, that's uh, how notorious he is. Yeah. Season Dubly. Right. Hubley. Sorry. Season Hubley. Okay. Uh, and she's like, hey, hey, you've, like, she notices his equipment right. and is like, hey, you're here to get the president, aren't you? He's yeah. Like, and he's like, yeah. I sure am. Yeah. Have you seen him? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, take me with you and I'll take you to him kind of thing. And he's like, all right. Uh, but she actually gets captured by the crazies. She gets sucked down into the uh, floorboards. Right. And he escapes and starts running about. Uh, and he's being chased by the crazies and luckily Cabby has been tracking his movements. Totally. And Ernest pulls up and is like, get in, get in. <laughs> I'm going to help you. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm going to help you. Oh my God. Please watch SCTV. Uh, 2009. 2009. A Space Odyssey. And you will not regret it. It is the Funniest fucking thing. You got Martin Short as Paul Simon and Eugene, no, uh, Dave, Joe Flaherty, Joe Flaherty. as uh, uh, Art Garfunkel. Yeah. And it's the, and he keeps keeps getting his hair pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Well, why? Well, their names are ridiculous too. Like Rooster? <laughs> Rooster and... Uh, I don't even uh, remember Cameron. the other name, but yeah, Rooster's know. so funny. Like, it's so good. They must have had a ball just like, yeah. what are we going to call these like characters in this yeah. movie? I don't know. Fuck it. Rooster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's pretty fun. Um, so, uh, oh, and wh- where does Borgland come up with the Molotovs? I don't know. Like he's just chucking like, Hey, he's got gas, which is yeah. nuts. Like, cause there's no refineries obviously on new Manhattan Island. Oh yeah. And then secondly, he's got enough like spare gas to just kind of whip it at people in a bottle. So, so this is going to blow, blow, like break your brain. Okay? Do it. Do you remember the very first twisted metal game? Yes. There was a character called Cabby. Do you know what his special weapon was? It was a Molotov. It was a Molotov cocktail. Shut up. Isn't that wild? Throwback. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I know. This this movie's got ripples. Layers. Well, I mean. Ripple the, layers. The, the, <laughs> no, but the halo effect on culture, right? Like I know, When people I try know. to adapt stuff, they're like, oh, well, we need a vehicle yeah. and they need to have a special weapon. Like, yeah. so, I don't know, with like, you know, different characters, it could be like ice cream cones or yeah. saw blades or whatever the fuck oh, it yeah. is. But Cabby, of course, should have Molotovs based have on Molotovs. this. Molotovs, yeah. Have you, the, uh, have you have you watched the series? Not yet. Metal? No, no, it's good. Will Arnett I've does heard the voice of uh, Sweet Tooth. Right. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. When is he coming on the show? Um, soon, soon. Look, you know what? We're we're act- we're telling him to be patient. That's the funny thing. You know what? Could you just hold off a bit? We're really yeah. busy. We're gonna get to you. We'll get to you. But just fucking uh, relax. Tone it down. Yeah. Could you do your other side gig? What is it now? Yeah, I don't even know. Dumbless. Uh, I can't I know. <laughs> anyway. Right. <laughs> we have just ruined our chances of getting you on the show it, with that it. one little like segue. Okay. So, um, uh, where's Snake, Cabby gonna, where's Cabby going to take a uh, snake? Well, they have a discussion and snake is like, how do we get off this godforsaken Island and stuff? And so, um, and he wants to find the president. So Cabby suggests to go to the smartest man in Manhattan. Right. And why would he be the smartest man? Like what? Does well, he have a name that would just suggest that he's quite <laughs> intelligent? It's the brain. Right. Yeah. So uh, they take, uh, Cabby takes Snake to the brain, which is, where would a brain live? Where would a brain exist? There's only one place where you can feed that fucking brain. It's at the library. That's right. So the Manhattan Library. So they take him there. 
And uh, Snake wanders down to see the brain, but brain has a protector. Right, a Maggie. Sexy protector. Maggie, who is played by Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, uh, who looks fantastic. Uh, she's still, you know. I want to see her in like a ski movie where she is like the sexy person who is with the jerk who owns the hill, but she changes her allegiance after, <laughs> I don't know, Lane Meyer wins the K900 or whatever it is. Like, ugh. she is. She's like a prototypical uh, 80s, like, oh, yeah. Heroine. Oh, yeah. She's or villainess. And, yeah, exactly. Like, she could have been Eva Lynn. In, oh, yeah. Uh, in Masters. Instead, we had They Lives. Um, uh, oh, don't. Don't oh. get it wrong. You'll never hear the end of it. Like mm-hmm. Ross, cover yeah. your ears. <laughs> is uh, it Meg? Meg Ryan? No. No. Uh, anyway. It, no, it's... Uh, you know who I mean. I do. Yeah. And we'll look uh, just up. to confirm it, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> so we don't have to deal with that. Irritation. So while you're looking it up, I'm going to tell you my favorite moment in... Give it to uh, me. Better Off Dead. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. Is um, when... Meg Foster. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's when uh, Ricky is chasing after... <gasps> Oh my god! Oh, Have no. you seen how she's aged? Oh my! Oh she my looks god. like Skeletor. She looks like she actually fucking looks like um uh not Anthony Kiedis but um uh oh Iggy Pop Iggy Pop she looks oh. like fucking Iggy Pop she went from like hypnotically attractive to like to, to yeah oh just to, to rock how, trash how's the crack <laughs> holy shit she's, she looks well, rough. she's she's seventy five years old she's fair got enough. a bit of a pass on this fair when enough, I'm seventy five years old I hope I look like Iggy Pop. <laughs> So that I can have sex with his fans? I don't know. I don't know. At 75, I'm not going to anyway. be like, I'm just going to be in a wheelchair shaking my fist at people. <laughs> so so quickly, quick yeah. quick tangential moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is uh, in Better Off Dead, my favorite moment in the entire movie is when Ricky is chasing after Monique after the school dance and he has a balloon. Yes. And the balloon, like he lets go of it by accident and he makes the feeblest jump. Oh, that, that little like <laughs> one-legged yeah. hop? Oh, it's amazing. It's, it fucking kills me. I uh, love that. I you love know what though? But whatever happened to that guy? He did a like it was a uh, about geniuses, right? It was a same Real guy genius? who no, no, it was a TV show that was on, and um, uh, it was about like a classroom full of like genius people. Yes. He was one of those characters, and it was the same guy from WKRP who was the the professor. Uh, anyway, is it? It was is yeah. is it was it the TV show Weird Science because no. they did have a TV show they did have a TV show but it was yeah. different oh, okay. because those guys all had powers and they ah, did stuff yeah right, right. no no that was different okay but, but anyway he was anyway. He, uh, <laughs> no also excellent yes um but different show okay so anyway keep going okay so um they're at and and Snake they're, discovers that he knows the brain right his name is Harold yeah and Harold. they have a long Harold Hillman. Yeah. Uh, they know each other. Uh, they were in Kansas City four years ago. Yeah. He ran out at the last minute and he yeah. left him at the last hour with Fresno Bob. <laughs> Fresno Bob. Fresno Bob. Like, <laughs> this is a guy who knows, like, I don't know, different wineries incredibly well. Like, Fresno Bob is like the, the, the Cabernet guy. Like, you're just Ooh. like, I hate Fresno Bob. Fresno Bob. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're trying to find out where the president So Snake's yeah. asking, where's the president? And so uh, Snake, or rather the brain tells Snake that the president is uh, a prisoner of the Duke, who mm-hmm. is played by uh, Isaac Hayes. That's right. Yep. Yes, sexy Isaac Hayes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's just, he's chef. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Hey, children. Yeah. Hey, chef. I'm going to make love to you, baby. Oh, he, you know what? So good. He's got a killer voice. Yeah. What did you think about him as an actor in this? I don't think he was super strong, he, he but I think he was pretty in fun. It a lot. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of had. You no, know, he needed was like a Vernon Wells. Yeah, like 
Instead of Evil Eddie, you needed Oh, Wells, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to get you, John. Snake. I'll, I'll kill you, Snake. Yeah. Crikey. Guys like me and Snake. <laughs> we understand how to kill a guy. You wouldn't last. <gasps> yeah. Just with like that shitty woven mesh. That's it. Vest. That's it. <laughs> that thing just pulling it out yeah. of the dry cleaner like... <laughs> You're back, baby. Because <laughs> awesome. it's dry clean only. Well, that's that, it. It's that not metal. You, you don't want to put that in the dry cleaner because that thing is going to rust like shit. That's so. right. That's right. They need to be chemically cleaned. <laughs> so. Oh, I love that budgetary move oh, of weaving God. it instead of like making it out of steel. That Thank is God. Genius. Thank God. So um, Brain is on board to help with the president because yep. he has a map of the minefield. Right. Over one of the bridges. So if they get the president out, yeah. Brain gets out, yeah. Snake gets out, everyone gets out. And they can everyone do this whole shithole behind, That's including right. Maggie. That's right. Uh, Adrian Barbo. Yeah. Uh, right. She doesn't know that. Though. Just call me Billy. Everybody does. Right. Creepshow. Oh, creep show. Good. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. yeah. We just, I watched part of it, but again, we were oh. talking before. Well, because well, wa- she, she's the crate, lot, lot, um, not lot, but uh, the crate. That's her in the crate. Oh, okay. Right with the uh, the beast and. Uh, oh, I didn't get to that part. Oh, okay. Anyway, there's I, a great scene. It was deep in the wine at that point. <laughs> there's a great scene. I know. I, I came over and you were watching the uh, Ted Danson one. Right. Yeah, with uh, Leslie Nielsen. That's it. Oh, it was good. I can hold my breath for a very long time. Oh, he was like weirdly menacing. Like it's yeah. it's strange to watch him because he's so lovable and everything yeah, else. But suddenly he was just like weird and glib and very happy to kill. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. it was. Fun for him. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Okay. So um, they decide to go and infiltrate the Duke's um, lair, lair, uh, which is at the train. Correct. Uh, Train station. Train station. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to go. And so um, Snake is sneaking about as the brain is causing a distraction uh, so that the, uh, so Pliskin can um, go and free the president. Yeah. But uh, things go to shit. Totally. And um, he finds the president. Snake's able to find the president. Uh, but the rescue fails. Totally. Uh, because the brain actually betrays Snake. He's not a trustworthy fellow. No. Like, this is like Fresno Bob all over again. <laughs> that's the problem. That's Typical the problem Fresno Bob. Yeah, no kidding. You know what? That's our shorthand. Whenever something, whenever we screw each other over. Oh, you're Did a total you Fresno, Fresno Bob me? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think it is going to be shorthand from now on. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, and so um, Snake is captured. Yep. Um, he Is this where he's wounded? No, I don't think Not so. Yet. Not yet. But but Evil Eddie shows up again with yes. the Duke. And uh, they kind of have like a bit of a standoff. Yeah. And then they have to escape. And yeah. then you're right. Actually, uh, he does get an arrow uh, shot into his leg. That's right. Yeah. So Snake's injured at this yeah. point. Snake's injured. But, um, and they try to escape in the vehicle. Yeah. But um, anyway, it doesn't happen. Uh, so um, they, uh, Maggie tricks some of the, the Duke's men to allow Brain to have access to the president. Right. And so they're going to free the president themselves. They're going to they're gonna kind of fulfill Snake's uh, mission well, without Bra- Snake. Yeah, I was going to say, if Brain already knows how to get yeah. out, why yeah. would you need Snake at all? Exactly. And then, you know, just make your own deal. So Snake, though, uh, and meanwhile, is stripped to the waist to reveal a very detailed snake tattoo. tattoo. Holy smokes. (laughs) Again, another SCTV kind of reference, but he's like Harry with the guy with the snake on his face. The snake on my face. Yeah. Yeah. I think of that in the SNL sketch. Right. The snake. Totally. 
which is like an allusion to like heroin, isn't it? Or it is. No, it's totally heroin addiction. Yeah. But but why does he need to have a snake tattoo? Like it's enough. That he's got snakeskin pants. Yeah, probably snakeskin boots. Yeah, snakeskin like foreskin. Snakeskin foreskin. It's terrible. It's always shedding. <laughs> the ladies hate it. Oh, that's no kidding. Just awful. Gross. No kidding. I love skin. <laughs> so gold member is way into like the ladies' hearts. No, for sure. And anyway, so he's like, you're right. He's sort of yeah. stripped down. Yeah. Snake needs to like get his way out of here. Uh, so he's put in a ring yep. with a uh, with ox. Yeah. Uh, that's the actor's name, Ox. And oh, it right. is, he is a wrestler by trade, but he looks like fucking Zangief. Yep. And so uh, they have a little battle. Right. So Snake fights uh, this brutal ox baker is his name. Yep. Uh, at the same time. Uh, well, he's been held though for quite a while. Yeah, like at this yeah. point, you know, the brain's got his own plans. Yeah. Snake's out cold. He gets yeah. them like arrow twisted in him. Mm-hmm. And then you're right. Like people kind of like lord over him a little bit and figure out what the plan's going to be. Then put him in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's definitely up there. He's like. Uh, in the meanwhile, the Duke is like trying to intimidate the president a little bit, figure yeah. out what's going on with his like oh, he's sh- briefcase. Yeah, he's, he's shooting around yeah. him and manages to shoot the briefcase and discover the tape. Yes, that's right. And then Evil Eddie uh, has the tape, I right? Yeah. And uh, at the same time, Snake kills Ox uh, with his mad skills. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Lee Van Cleef is sitting in more choppers. That's right. So they're coming in to do a rescue either way. They, f- they figure like, you know Snake's what? Fucked. Snake's fucked. We're yeah. gonna like do this on our own. Yeah. So they send the choppers in, uh, and then they attempt to try to rescue him, but kind of don't like when they sort of see all the people who are like, "Hey, get us out of here! Yeah. We want to leave." They're like, eh, they get overwhelmed really. and they take yeah. off again. That's At right. the same time, uh, Snake escapes, uh, and I think they make their way to the World Trade Center. But at the same time, a gang called the Indians. <sighs> Ooh. Oh boy! Uh, managed to push the ultralight off the building. Right. So it, it's destroyed. Uh, but but brain figures out like where could he possibly have taken off from? So like yeah. I mean this was a, actually good little use of his brain. That's right. Sort of figure out where to go. Way to go, Harry. Yep. Funny because we just you were talking about we just watched Alien. He also plays a bit of a douchebag, but not a smart douchebag, but no. just kind of like a lowbrow douchebag. He's the first guy besides John Hurt. He's the first guy that gets killed. Oh yeah, yeah. and he doesn't have any original ideas either. He's no. always just like yeah yeah yeah. What about uh, that? What about uh, a percentage? Yeah, yeah that's it. They always, him and um, uh, uh, Yafet Koto. Koto. Yeah. All, all they want is that percentage. Oh, you know what? Uh, they're not very sympathetic. I mean, no. I, probably most of the time when you're watching that movie, and this is my recollection, although it's hazy, yeah. is uh, <laughs> you're happy to watch them die. You're like, that's my feeling about unions. Like, you just, <laughs> you lazy Fs. Like, just sitting back and waiting for your cut. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that that's typical of union people, but I think that that's, that was maybe um, the satire that was being portrayed for that film. Yeah. Uh, so, um, through, through the scuffle, somehow Cabby ends up with the tape. Right. I don't know how, I can't remember, but, um, I'm just looking at the <laughs> wiki so, page. Right. And, uh, somehow Cabby gets the, uh, tape because they, they're, they're actually escaping through the, um, uh, through a bridge in Cabby's cab. It's the brain, uh, it's Maggie, it's snake. And the president. And the president. But first the brain freeze. Like the president. So That's right. he's the person who goes in thinking again about his own plan. Oh, yeah. Wants to make sure the president gets free. Yeah. Stabs Chuckles. Stabs yes. uh, Evil Eddie. Yeah. 
Uh, then he's dead. And then Bring gets the president out. And in yeah. the meanwhile, like the president's been humiliated. He's wearing like a wig and stuff. Like, yeah. Or J- it's a, like a Michael Myers mask, I think. <laughs> it's actually a William Shatner mask. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> apparently. I mean, deep cuts, but yeah. thanks for that correction. Uh, so yeah, he tries to sneak the president out. Yeah. And then, um, you know, that one guy who's kind of the jungle safari guy yeah. sort of sees them, but doesn't really act. It was weird. Like, yeah, was you know, weird. you kind of watch the Bring get away. Maybe they have an affiliation or he's got like some sort of deal. Maybe with, with Jungle Safari, I don't know. Sure, sure. Uh, and then, yeah, and then again, sort of just in my notes because I didn't have like Ox's name. I was like, and then the guy from Barton Fink, who's like the <laughs> "I will destroy you, I will destroy, destroy you." you. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yes, you for sure. Then uh, everyone's shouting Snake because Snake ends up killing Ox, like you said. Yeah, and then uh, the tracer's activated. Yeah. So Hauk is the name of Lee Van Cleef. That's right uh, in this, and so he's made aware that yeah. it's time to come and track. So this is why they kind of pour in. Yeah. Uh, and now Snake has his watch back. Yeah. Uh, Brain's got the prez. Yeah. Everyone's going to like, okay, it's time to get the fuck out of here. And the Duke knows the president is gone. So uh, he and Jungle Safari <laughs> decide that they want to go and try to catch the president. That's and right. then Snake's limping because, of course, he's still injured from yeah. the arrow in the arrow leg. In leg. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Take so, it out. so they get into cars and they chase and the uh the duke in his chandelier crested right uh car is chasing caddy we say caddy please caddy. he's not low rent he wants yeah. only the best the finest shandicabby yeah yeah candelier <laughs> uh so there's a big chase scene through the bridge that is covered in mines and um the brain has a map so he knows how to navigate but he makes a mistake Yes. And it ends up blowing the fucking cabin right half. in half. It was so weird. <laughs> so I know Adrian dies. Yes. Does does Brain die in that as well? Uh, let me I just think take so. A, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, Brain's dead. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Barbeau's dead. Cabby. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cabby's killed. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the others flee on foot. Brain right. is killed by a man. Maggie refuses to leave him and attempts to hold off the Duke's car by firing at him with a handgun. She succeeds in forcing the Duke's car. That gets crushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She gets to get crushed by the vehicle. Yeah, she gets, <clears throat> she gets crushed. Yeah, and there's like, there's basically 14 minutes left. So yeah. what's interesting to me was, yeah. once you set off the tracer to come and pick them up, yeah. there's only 15 minutes. So you yeah. better be like basically outside. And he set off that tracer way too early. Yeah. Because there's a whole like, get across the bridge, circumnavigate the mines, yeah. get crushed by like another vehicle, get your car blown up in half. And yet somehow they managed to make it with a little bit of time left. The Duke is pissed <laughs> off. Like Duke keeps coming. He's fearless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's shooting away and snakes driving around and, you know, but then they decide, okay, so you're at the point where the unique can be evacuated. So yeah. they lower a rope bridge. That's it. Yeah. They lower a rope and haul up the president. Yep. And then they lower it again to haul up snake. Correct. But, uh, they decide to dangle him a bit because the Duke is coming up and shooting at him. Right. Yeah, and, and instead the president decides to go vigilante. Yeah, so this isn't like very presidential to do the kill yourself, but <gasps> he decides to mock him a little bit. Yeah, uh, and just sort of like, "Hey, you're you're a number one, yeah," yeah. and kills him off. Uh, and and the president, um, yeah, basically fulfills his like kill fantasy. Yep, uh, by killing the duke. Uh, so the duke is dead, but they still end up hauling up snake. That's true. Yeah, they fulfilled their did, promise. He did his thing. Yeah. Now, granted, how much time is left before he's about to blow up Seconds. at his neck? Seconds. but he needed 15 minutes. Yeah. It's a bit of a gap here. This yeah. isn't like super tight writing. Yeah. 
So they end up uh, neutralizing the charges. Yep. Luckily. Yep. And Snake is free. Two seconds left. Two seconds left. Yep. But the, but before Snake hands over the tape with the nuclear fusion codes or whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever. It, it could be like MacGuffin, amazing, MacGuffin. amazing mix. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> President's just got like all of his like sex jams on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he pardons Snake, but then Snake is like, what are you going to do with this? Like, how are you going to help the world? And uh, the president's like, shut up and give me the tape. Like, he reveals that he's a bit of a dirtbag. He is a dirtbag. Yeah. And so uh, Snake actually gives him uh, a different tape. Right. One of Cabby's tapes. Yes. This, yeah. like, uh, the Charleston tape the that Charleston he tape. D- plays whenever he's driving around town. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. The, the Lindbergh, whatever yeah. the dance is that he <laughs> kind of does to this. The but it's like an old timey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Batusi. Let's, <laughs> let's be Whatever happened to the Batusi? Oh, ah, oh, ah. I never needed plastic to pure, pure West. West. <laughs> it's amazing. Honestly, like that oh was the funniest God. cameo in The Simpsons ever. Yes. I could watch He could take the piss out of himself. Oh, I know. Brilliant. And it paved a way for him to have that recurring role in Family Guy for fucking years. So good for him. Yeah. That's humility. Absolutely. Anyway, keep going. So um, Snake switches out. Yep. He tapes. Yep. He uh, gives the president a wrong tape. The president needs to play this tape uh, at a specific time in order to um, basically kind of... foil the russians and help out with some kind of like well after they've been gassed like they need some sort of recrimination so yeah he's going to share like nuclear codes and basically the whole world's going to be able to retaliate it's going to be the the turning tide in sort of the world balance of power yeah and snake doesn't want any of it and so um snake's wandering off and uh lee van cleef i think has the line like snake where are you going well he's going to ask him he's going to kill him now yeah he promised to kill him yeah maybe later Maybe later. Come on, Pliskin. He's like, call me Snake. Yeah. yeah. We, we make one hell of a team. Yeah. yeah. And he just sort of limps off. You bet. So Snake wanders off. The world goes to hell. And he is vindicated. Yeah. And uh, Snake ruins a tape. Yeah. So that it can never be used. Yeah. And that's it. Fuck it. Yeah. Earth sucks my <laughs> snake. Suck my snake. Yeah. And that's the film. And that's the film. Someone set a fire in your car because it took too long and I got bored. <laughs> Money, please. Okay. So um, we, you know what? Uh, St. Albert as a municipality and the surrounding municipalities are basically feeling the lawlessness of not having uh, oh, a consistent podcast. We've been, we been fucking this up so badly yeah. by not being consistent. So the promise yeah. to you, listener... Yeah. is we're going to be better about this, not just for you, but yeah. for St. Albert as a whole. Yeah, because there's a lot of pressure. There's people banging on our doors, wanting more, and we're wanting only... us to inject okay. a little bit of ham sauce into their economy. We're busy delivering donated furniture. We've got other priorities, <laughs> but sure, you can take our scraps, St. Right. Albert. That's right. So yeah. Tristan, what are you going to do to donate back to the community today? Well, uh, you know what? I'm not even accepting payment for this uh, business. Instead, I'm I'm doing it gratis. I'm doing it spec. Oh. Okay. What is that film? John Cusack and Tim Robbins uh, where they are um, record producers. Oh, no. What's that film? We know that film. Uh, the uh, Menudo's in it. It's the, um, what is it called? Tape Heads. 
Oh, there you go. There I'm you just go. like deep cuts. Yeah, deep cuts. All right, let's have it. Uh, anyway, so uh, the business uh, that I wanted to endorse is something about taking things away that you regret. Oh, and I regret a lot in this world, but nothing that's permanent. Oh, except you know the odd tattoo. Now I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, on my lower back I have a tramp stamp. Oh. That is uh, basically Pete Davidson forever is what it says. And I kind of regret it. Well, during the Kardashian relationship, you weren't the (laughs) only person getting it. So I understand. Right? So I need it removed. So um, I needed to go to Scarface tattoo removal. Um, I need to say hello to my little mend of my tattoo. Uh Because you know what? First... You get the women, then you get the power, and then you get regret Obviously. for everything you do with that <laughs> power and money. Excellent. And so I chose to get that removed. So no longer is there. I had laser removal from Scarface tattoo removal. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. What, what about yourself? You know what, Tristan, in Alberta, the province that we live in, we have three things in abundance, mm. cowboys, mm. time, and sperm. So we thought we would use those three things, those three great resources and create the ultimate fertility spa. Yeah. It's Brokeback Fountain. (laughs) And so now that Alberta has embraced a more LGBTQ stance, let's use it to our advantage. Mm. And you're going to wish you knew how to quit goo because (laughs) where did you get all that sperm? It's nobody's business but yours. (laughs) As long as we can ride it, there ain't no reins on this one. And by this one, I mean penis. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, they broke back fountain is a gusher of manly juices specifically designed to get the job done. And, uh, there ain't never enough time to save on all this sperm. Oh, nice. Broke back fountain. He was a friend of mine. You know what? That's the saddest soundtrack in the world. Oh my God. Honestly, I, I have a a weird place in my heart for this film. Like I think it was beautiful. And the acting is amazing. Um, but the soundtrack is like fucking sad heartbreaking heartbreaking yeah. soundtrack anyway i love it they play it while you're masturbating <laughs> at, at brokeback fountain so for those of us that like to cry and <laughs> ejaculate at the same time there's a niche for that there you go okay so Whew, big take takeaways take cool. takeaways Far Look, out, man. there is no one here who is not yeah. morally corrupt or no. uh, serving or yep. Everybody's yep. got an agenda. Like that's the big thing. That's the theme in this film is yep. everybody wants to get away from something. And it's incredibly linear. Like there's yeah. no one here who's like really deep or layered. Like no. Duke wants to be the king of New York. Yeah. Snake wants to like get the fuck out and save his life. Yeah. Cabby wants to like companionship. Like and, he and it kind looks of be like useful. Wants, yeah, it'd be useful. That's yeah. it. But you're right. Everyone's got a very linear kind of way of thinking about like what's in it for me. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of the perception that Carpenter had about how the world was going to evolve in the nineties mm-hmm. and two thousands. Like again, we, we talked a lot about like, you know, what's his political kind of like, you know, undertone that he's trying to like infuse into this. And I think a lot of it is like, if you think about the eighties as being a launch pad to the most selfish decade in history, this is actually a little bit fortuitous. Like he's kind of an Oracle about where Mm. it went to a degree, not, not as like disgusting. Don't uh, you worry about Blank. Yeah, no kidding. Let me worry about Blank. How he envisioned it is not (laughs) how it went, but you know what? It wasn't a hundred percent like left. 
yeah. le- left field. I just wish he had more bonitis. In it. Okay. Well, he forgot to cure it. And that's, <laughs> that's where he's at now. Oh, uh, you know, Futurama like, rebooted again. I know. Crazy. By the way. So, so what can you take away from this then? It's if it's qu- that nihilistic or that self-serving, what yeah. can you actually take away from this film? So I guess it's a reverse philosophy of, yeah. you know what? You can't be this way. Yeah. Like if being purely selfish mm-hmm. gets you to this point of what New York looks like and it becomes a maximum security <laughs> prison where it's a free for all of killing and drag shows and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, garbage fires constantly. <laughs> like if that's the only <laughs> scalable model for economy, we've kind of missed it, right? Like. Thank God they didn't know about the internet because like then you could just watch like internet videos of like fires or people reacting to reacting fires. Reacting to, to internet fires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking YouTube. Anyway, so look, I, I, I guess at the end of the day, if I want my kids to know anything, it's like yeah. there were very pessimistic views of what the future was going to look like. And in their lives, there's probably going to be opportunities where that, yeah. st- that same thing comes up. Like, yes, the future isn't obviously perfect yeah. based on that moment in time when you view it. Yeah. But you have as much of a hand in creating a better future yeah. by your actions than just sort of letting the whole thing unfold and just being pessimistic about it. Yeah. At work right now, there's a bit of a kind of a negative situation going on where we mm. sort of feel like, you know, there's going to be some changes and it's not ideal. Sure. And and the only advice I have for everyone when I'm, when they're asking like, oh, hey, what's going to happen? Or what do you know? Or, you know, are you freaked out? I'm like, yeah, you know what you, you have, you can only control what you can control. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the better your outlook and the more you preserve like your view of what you want for it, mm-hmm. the better it's going to be. Yeah. And I think that's the best advice I can give not only to colleagues, yeah. but most importantly to my kids, like mm. play a hand in your future because you're the one who has to live in it. Yeah. Ooh, that's really good. I, I'm going to, I'm going to extend on that. Go ahead. Uh, which is, um, also if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. You know, so Snake was sent in to retrieve the president who had a piece of information and so forth and so forth that seemed optically like it was going to be something that was beneficial to the world, but it turned out to be more self-serving and stuff like that. And so, and so in the end and Snake, you know, he could have been, we never saw, but after he's kind of screwed over the president, he could have been captured, killed, tortured, whatever. Right. But do they ever really allude to it in Escape from LA? No. He just sort of shows I, I gotta up watch again? it again. Yeah, okay. yeah, I can't remember. There must be a tie-in. But, but in the end, he decided to, um, as much as he was someone who uh, seemed like he was in it for himself and very like uh, self-directed, uh, uh, um, he still, weirdly enough, had a bit of a moral compass. Right. And so when he saw that something wasn't right, he decided to do something about it. And he challenged someone. And he challenged the president. Yep. And so I like that idea. I think that we need to challenge people. When something doesn't feel right in your guts, challenge it. Oh. You know? Do yeah, something like about it. Sure. You know, um, that conversation or uh, destroy a tape with nuclear fission codes <laughs> or whatever that happens to be. Um, but, damn the consequences. Damn the consequences. But but in the end, it's like, you know, and there's, there's, there's actually a lot of kind of uh, examples of this where it's like, if I don't do something, who will? Right. It's easy for me to go, hey, that's bad. And then just complain about nothing. it at, a, at yeah. a distance for sure. But to actually do something about it takes a fortitude that is incredibly difficult and, and not necessarily immediately rewarding. And so take a stand. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you got to uh, go against the norm, swim upstream, whatever that happens to be. Right. You know, and so I want, 
I want my kids to know that like if something fundamentally looks bad, if you can see something that is not right in justice, do something. You know, Batman style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was actually watching the community with uh, Abed when he like dresses he does up a as great Batman. Batman. Super yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. So that's kind of where I landed. All right. Well, that's really good. Thank you. No, I, I, I really like how you kind of t- tied that up. and Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's hard, right? Like, because it's an interesting film. It's also not obvious, like, kind of what the takeaways are supposed to be. And I, yeah. I think there's layers of satire and layers of, like, oh, yeah. political commentary. But you seem to really parse that, like, really well. Well, that's a skill I have. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, you've got so many skills. I mean, so it's incredible many skills. To me. Like, you yeah. know, one of your best skills is, uh, yeah. is retrieving things. Like what? Well, like, maybe, like, if you instance. could retrieve and, and go and, and get your fucking shine box. Mother. Take it. This has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Ham and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to Ross Smith for the intro and outro music. Extra special thanks to the three geeky dads for just being awesome guys. Check out their podcast as well. And if you want to hear past episodes, go to wherever you consume podcasts, even Apple. Bye.